There is a general feeling around Australia that there is something not quite right with our government. It's difficult to put your finger on specifically what is wrong unless you know where to look. Before we explain, always remember this, we are still protected by our common law of England. It is up to each one of us to stand up for to protect our rights and freedoms. If you fail to do so, you will lose them. Once you lose them, the only way you can recover them is by paying a very high price. Sometimes with your blood. If we want liberty and freedom, we, the people of the Commonwealth of Australia, need to unite and stand up against the political party tyranny that has been imposed on us. Our Commonwealth of Australia Constitution Act 1901 establishes we, the people, as the supreme authority over the parliament and the law, with the first three words in the preamble. Whereas, the people. There are less than one million people involved in governing us, including the police, military and bureaucracy. There are about 25 million members of the Commonwealth of Australia. You and I each have one share as members of this Commonwealth of Australia. Do the math. Who has the numbers? And who has the power? Why are we letting this minority ruin our lives? The question is, how did they take control over us like this? Before we answer these questions, remember that both major parties are two wings on the same political bird and all political parties are operating treasonously. The destruction of our manufacturing and primary industries is all part of an international plan to create a utopian communist state. The plan is to create a one-world government led by a shadowy group of bankers, industrialists and top military known by various names including the Illuminati and the military-industrial complex. Even though the plan was first created two centuries ago, it wasn't until a document was discovered in May 1979, entitled Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, that we had a clear idea of their plans. You can read it here. cirnow.com.au forward slash silent weapons for quiet wars. Later on, the plan was released by the United Nations, called Agenda 21, and later amended to Agenda 2130. If you thought 2020 was bad, read these plans to see how much worse it is going to get in the very near future. These are the steps the Australian political parties have taken to implement the One World Government Plan. Step 1. On the 2nd of February, 1960, the political parties removed the Governor-General and Commander-in-Chief of the Commonwealth of Australia from representing Her Most Excellent Majesty. Ever since then, Queen Elizabeth II continues to appoint Governor-Generals, as she is bound to do, by her coronation oath. However, once the appointment is received in Parliament, the political parties take a seal of the document and put their own Australian Government seal on it instead. This is treason. The parliamentary seal was an memorial seal given to the Parliament by a previous monarch for use in public matters, such as letterheads, invitations to public functions, etc. It was not given to authenticate Acts of Parliament. Whitlam made some changes to the appearance of this seal and copyrighted it to the Australian Government. Even though it is not a lawmaking seal, yet it now sits above the Speaker of the House of Representatives as the symbol of where his authority comes from. But without Crown authority, 
that seal has no power over the people. In the People's Constitutional Parliament of the Commonwealth of Australia, the Speaker is supposed to represent the Queen, not the political parties. Step 2. In 1966, political parties created their own counterfeit money, the US-based dollars and cents, with no head of power. The Constitution states that all government functionaries must be paid in pounds. At the same time, the politicians used Australian troops as collateral for massive loans in dollars from the USA. This is why we went to war in Vietnam against a people we had no quarrel with. Step 3. E.G. Whitlam unlawfully took control of the government at the end of 1972 with help from the then Governor-General Paul Hasluck who allowed Labor to take office before counting was due to be completed on the 15th of December. Gough Whitlam and Lance Barnard formed a duumvirate, a two-man ministry, to run all 27 portfolios from 5th to the 19th of December 1972. They presided over the smallest ministry in Australia's history while they committed massive acts of treason. Whitlam reigned until his infamous dismissal on the 11th of November 1975, making many changes while sitting in our parliament. E.G. Whitlam and the political parties changed the constitutional and official definitions without a referendum. To create a private Australian Commonwealth, deportedly outside the founding and primary law of the Commonwealth of Australia Constitution Act 1901, as proclaimed and gazetted. He changed the name of the government from the Parliament of the Commonwealth of Australia to the Parliament of Australia. Australia is the landmass. The people are the Commonwealth of Australia. Therefore, by removing whereas the people from the preamble, a government under the name Parliament of Australia has no authority over the people. At the same time, Whitlam, without the authority of the Queen or the people, changed the Queen's title from Elizabeth II, by the grace of God, of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, and of her other realms and territories, Queen, Head of the Commonwealth, Defender of the Faith. To create a Queen of Australia, with the title Elizabeth II, by the grace of God, Queen of Australia and her other realms and territories, Head of the Commonwealth. The Queen of Australia is a statutory abstract entity that does not hold the title Defender of the Faith. Therefore, that title is not the title of the private Queen as found in the preamble to our constitutional contract. If the private woman is not found in that title, there is no protection in that title for the private men and women of the Commonwealth of Australia who are part of that contract. Consequently, that title holds no common law of England authority. Therefore, the Queen of Australia has no authority over the people. This faith Queen holds no land, has no collateral and gives no authority. The Queen of Australia is simply a statutory patron of the political party's Australian government. A name on a piece of paper. E.G. Whitlam continued his treason without the authority of the Queen or the people and gave the new corporation he was creating, the Constitution. To do that, he simply copied our Constitution, word for word, then changed the title while creating two duplicates, referred to as the Constitution and the Australian Constitution. 
He then copyrighted those two documents to the Australian government. These two new corporate constitutions had no contract holders. Therefore, they do not adhere to the preamble and the first six clauses of our Commonwealth of Australia Constitution Act 1901. Instead, they start at Section 1. Without the preamble, they do not recognise the living, private individual people of the Commonwealth of Australia. When you go to the cemetery, the names are written in all capital letters. The Australian Government does not recognise us as living, breathing, human beings. To them, we are dead entities. This is why government documents are always addressed to you in all capital letters. They are telling you that you are dead to them. Nor do they recognise Almighty God or the Queen. They do not recognise, require or adhere to the common law of England. Instead, they have created their own common law Australia. Nor do they recognise, require or adhere to human rights legislation. They do not require signatures or require the Queen of Australia to hold the title, defend of the faith or recognise our faith as an element of a living person. This is all treason. The penalty under the common law of England for treason and misprision of treason is still the death penalty. The political parties tried to change this by unlawfully removing from the Commonwealth Crimes Act 1914 and from the Queensland Criminal Code Act 1899, the Seal of Queensland and the Royal Coat of Arms of the Crown. Members of political parties, each under their own party's constitution and policies, have deceived our constitutional sovereign and monarch and her subjects by committing treason, treachery and sabotage under an evolutionary process. In effect, those political party legal entities created an evil twin government, close down the real government and operate through the other. Building a new parliament house was part of this process to show us that we are no longer a part of the Commonwealth of Australia. By so doing, they were purportedly able to make changes that could not be called into account constitutionally because they are not a constitutional body anymore. Not one parliamentarian, lawyer or judge spoke out to warn the people themselves as Whitlam, Pork and all the other fraudulent leaders continued changing the system of government to their corporate system. The purported judiciary, who are supposedly the guardians of the constitutions, sold their souls to the political parties. They all sit in purported courts as a Koran. This is treason. Step 4. In 1982, individuals without any authority, known as the Prime Minister of Australia and the Premiers of the States, with no referendum agreement of the people of the Commonwealth of Australia, formulated the Australia Act 1986. The Australia Act was designed to break all legislative ties between Britain and Australia. That Act was enacted to the Queen of Australia under the Whitlam Political Party's definition of Australia. This Act is sealed only with Whitlam's seal. The Australia Act was not passed with the approval of the men and women of the Commonwealth of Australia voting in a referendum as required by Section 128 of our Commonwealth of Australia Constitution Act 1901. 
This purported act was designed to create a sovereign, independent, federal nation. But without that referendum, it was, and still is, null and void. Prime Minister Bob Hawke invited Queen Elizabeth to Parliament to sign the act into law. But she refused, telling him that any change to the constitutional arrangements must be approved by the people of the Commonwealth voting in a referendum. Queen Elizabeth signed her name on the front page of the act to show she had seen it, and Bob Hawke printed Bob Hawke at the bottom of the document to unlawfully enact it. Without a referendum, the Australia Act has no authority over the people of the Commonwealth of Australia. It is null and void. The Australia Act 1986, United Kingdom, was enacted to the definition, Commonwealth of Australia, as established under the Commonwealth of Australia Constitution Act, 1901. The Australian and British Australia Acts 1986 are two totally different acts. We, the people, still remain a constitutional monarchy, under the monarch, Her Most Excellent Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II. All tears and votes of this make-believe political party government have an AB number and are corporatised in the US Securities and Exchange Commission, Washington, DC. The statutory legislation of the Australian government is chartered to the landmass of Australia and its environmental jurisdiction, a jurisdiction unknown to the Commonwealth of Australia People's Constitution. As a result, we can no longer get justice in any Australian court. Where a man or woman wish to use their constitutional protection as defence in the political party courts, they are told by the purported judge or magistrate, take that rubbish out of my court. One judge, when handed a common law deed of grant, thrust it away saying, I can't look at that thing in this court. In fact, no court in this country appears to operate under any semblance of the common law of England. Every case is, instead, a civil case, a contract case, a mercantile law case, and so on, and money is the overriding claim. People are being told by the courts, by the lands department, and other government departments, that the state owns their land, and we are just residents on it. The rates you pay are actually rent to live on property you think you own. But don't. The political parties have pulled off the biggest theft in history. They have stolen a whole continent. What is more astounding is that they have done it without the Australian people being aware of how massively we have been cheated. What authority did E.G. Whitlam, all other political party prime ministers since then, and the premiers of the states have, to do something that so gravely affected the people of the Commonwealth? Did they have the authority of the constitutional contract? No. Did they have any Crown authority? No. Did they have the authority of the people of the Commonwealth voting in a referendum? No. Question, where do the states stand in all this deception? Answer, they have gone back to their pre-Federation colonial constitutions. They now operate independently of each other. All bodies in state government will now refer you to their state constitution as giving them their authority. Question, who and what is COAG? Answer, the Council of Australian Governments, comprising the Prime Minister, Premiers of the States and Territories, and local government. 
Question, do local governments have constitutional validity? Answer, no, they don't in our constitution. But remember, they created a copycat, copyrighted version, which is not our constitution, but theirs. Question, what is CLOAG's role? Answer, to enter into agreements between the independent states. This is how the political parties have not only stolen our nation and our future. It explains why they don't listen to us after we foolishly vote them into power. By voting for them, we give them our permission to do whatever they like. We sign a contract with them when we vote. This is why they make such lofty promises at election time and then ignore us after we vote them into power over us. Now that you know this, will you ever vote for them again? You have the power to stop these liars, thieves, criminals and traitors. Common law assemblies create local governments with the power to pass bylaws, elect sheriffs and convene common law of England courts. Only you can create and make a common law assembly work. If you want to take back control over our government to make it work for us, it is up to each one of us to work together. We can do this with local community common law assemblies. Find out more at commonlawcourtaeu.org. Please donate to support your Common Law of England for Australia organisation. Running a common law system takes many man hours and a lot of hard work by many people. We are all volunteers. So, your support is invaluable and needed. It will help pay for hosting the websites we provide to educate, facilitate, and activate. As well as domain names, add-on programs, organizing events and assemblies, printing, and much more. Visit our website at commonlawcorridors.org and click on Donate on the main menu. Thank you.